It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. At the offensive blue line, there, Gadjevich couldn't get it deep. The Sharks' ex-group line coming back the other way. Donskoy feeds in front, and Donato scores. The three ex-Sharks come through to score first for Seattle. Donskoy fed it to the net. It was stopped by Weimer, but with his stick down, Ryan Donato able to jam it in, and it's 1-0 Kraken. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome. I hope you are all just as frustrated as I am after that loss last night to a beatable team in the Seattle Kraken bottom of the Pacific, but the Sharks were unable to get it done. Before we go any further, let's take a look at the big picture where the Sharks stand after last night. They have 15 wins, 13 losses, one overtime loss, 31 points on the season, one point back of Edmonton in fourth, three points back of Vegas in third, five points back of Calgary in second, and six points back of Anaheim who occupy the top spot again I don't think any of us saw that coming at the start of the season. But where the Sharks are right now, if I if I am giving you a 100% honest assessment of what the Sharks have been up to this year, they are a 500 team who have been riding a 4-0 start to the season to where they are now. And I don't think that there's any argument with that. I, I really don't see where the argument would be. They are 7-6-1 at home. They are 8-7-0 on the road. And they started off the season 4-0. So, you know, it's not it's not getting better for the Sharks, and that's what's really frustrating for me right now. It's not, you know, turning into a team that takes advantage of all winnable opportunities. And I think the dangerous thing that I see with the Sharks right now is they are playing to the level of their competition. And that is great if you are going up against a team like, you know, Carolina or, you know, some of the other quality wins they've had up to this point of the year. Calgary would be another classic example of whoever the Sharks play, they are capable of beating. And I 100% believe that. And the, the best teams they play, they're going to play right along lockstep with them. They can go toe-to-toe for anyone. But they can also just have an absolutely blah performance against lesser teams like Seattle. And that's not a disrespectful statement to Seattle because Seattle, listen, they're an expansion team. First year in existence, they're learning themselves. I do believe they are getting better, and they will be better as the team gets deeper into the year. But this was a game that the Sharks needed to win, and they did not look like the better team. They did not look like the more experienced team. They were not the more aggressive team. They were not the more assertive team. There was nothing about this game that says the Sharks were 100% the better team or 100% the team that was not going to get bossed around and not going to have the you know style of play dictated to them. Instead, they were reactionary and said they couldn't get their offense going and said they just looked like they did not have 100% their plan of attack ready to enact. And I'm not putting that on Bob Bugner. I just thought that 
that the Sharks played a sloppy game. I think that for far too often they were giving pucks away in the neutral zone, which led to, you know, strikes from the, the Seattle Kraken, and they just weren't really putting pucks in the right place. They were just a little bit off. They were a step behind. The passes weren't catching guy in, guys in stride the way they needed to. It always seemed like they were just a half step behind where they needed to be. When they had some good looks at the net, they either missed the net or they were robbed. Nieto was absolutely robbed off a brilliant goal-scoring chance, and it was a great line stop. You know, just unbelievable. And it was just, it was one of those nights. And the thing is, the Sharks aren't good enough to have, quote-unquote, one of those nights. If the Sharks have a game on their schedule against a, quote-unquote, beatable opponent, They need to win the game and they need to take advantage of every game that's like that because they're not good enough to coast as it were. They're not good enough to just kind of play their not a plus game and walk away with a win. And I think the most frustratingly is that, you know, if your goalie doesn't get scored on until the third period, and let's be honest, that was a weird deflection that went off of Simic's boot, I think, and into the back of the net. That's not on Reimer, but if your goalie is getting you deep into the third before you're giving up your first goal, that's a game you have to win. You have got to find the offensive support over the course of that game to find the back of the net, to give yourself an opportunity to put yourself in a position to win. And again, that's that's why the Sharks are not further up in the standings. That's why the Sharks are, in my opinion, a team that is riding a 4-0 start that is hovering around 400 and, or excuse me, around 500. And that's what they are until they are not. And that's got to change if they are going to make a run at the playoffs this year. Cause right now they're on the outside looking in. And I think that obviously there is a lot of season left, but you know, we are getting close to the 30 game mark. I think the next game will be the 30th game. And we are looking at a team is, you know, just barely above 500. You know, if you look at the overtime loss in terms of the, end result, which was a loss, they're 15 and 14 through 29 games. Yes, they're 15, 13 and one, but more accurately, they are a 500 team or a team that's one game better than 500. And it's frustrating because last night was a game you think to yourself, you need to win this one. You know, now in this critical stretch of games in which seven in a row are at home, there are four games into that stretch and they're two and two. It's not good enough in any way, shape or form. They've got the games coming up against Vancouver, a team that I look at as a beatable opponent for the San Jose Sharks, even though they've been playing better as of late. They've won five in a row. Seven out of their last 10 have been wins. It's going to be tough. And now the Sharks have not taken advantage of every golden opportunity they've been handed. And it just doesn't set themselves up for success the, the way that it could. And again, this team is not good enough to take nights off or not put forth their best effort. And that's what we saw last night. And I don't think that, you know, it's not like the effort wasn't there last night. There was a, you know, interesting game. One stretch during the first period where for 12 minutes, roughly, we didn't get a whistle. Just watching open end to end action. It was, you know, on another night, I would have loved to have asked Bob Bugner what that allows him to see as a coach when there's that much interrupted play. Um, You know, it was, it was. It was just a game where the Sharks could not take advantage of opportunities. And then, you know, when they do get the power play opportunity, when it does seem like momentum is maybe swinging a little bit in their favor, you know, they don't win the opening faceoff on that power play. The puck gets pushed deep into their own end, and they just kind of couldn't get anything going. You know, it just seemed like a little bit of that tentative nature was there on the power play. And, you know, that's got to be something that the Sharks get out of their game. And I understand that when you're, In a game like that where you haven't been able to get a lot of good looks, you want to make sure you create a good look. But more than anything, 
and I, I will say this, especially on nights where you are struggling to find momentum, just put pucks on the net. Just make something happen. Create chaos. You know, put it into the mosh pit, see what happens. And if you get a if you get a lucky bounce or if you get some sort of deflection or if you get a look, then you take it. But you can't waste games where your goalie is that good. And I even think the second goal goal that they scored, that wasn't on Reimer either. I mean, I guess he could have could have made a stop, but the Sharks put him in a bad position. But on nights where your goalie is that good, where you're not giving up goals until the third period, that has to be a win. You know, for a bit there, I thought it was looking like another game where, like the Rangers, they were going to lose one nothing. I was thinking to myself, my God, you cannot, as a team that is this starved for overall points in the season, and I, I guess starved might be a, a bit harsh, but it's more of a view of this team, if they give themselves an opportunity to win, they have to win it. If you only give up that many goals over the course of a game, you got to win. And I, again, that's just what I keep on coming back to is like, that was a winnable game. That was a golden opportunity for the Sharks to get two points at home, have three out of four in this homestand. And now they're two and two on the ham homestand, whatever momentum they had after the Dallas win is gone. And they find themselves in that position of still on the outside, looking in, not being able to be a team that strings together wins very often. And like I said, looking like that team that is riding a four Oh start and more often than not hovering around 500. So for the team going forward, it's got to be a situation where you need to be aggressive in games where you're not finding the back of the net. And I think that, you know, there are so many high-level talent players on the Sharks where you do appreciate what they can do, and you do see their games kind of come to them naturally. When Timo Meyer is playing his game it looks so natural. Same thing for Tomas Hurdle. Same thing for Eric Carlson. There's just such a natural matter of fact, like, yeah, that, that puck's going to find the back of the net. So when that's not happening, you need to double down even more. You just need to create chaos. You need to get things going and you need to create opportunities. And especially with the, uh, I, I don't know if it's confirmed news yet, but Bugner said yesterday that Kevin LeBanc was looking more week-to-week as opposed to day-to-day, and I know LeBanc hadn't been particularly productive as of late, but he was another problem for the opposition to worry about. And while the Sharks do not have that offensive firepower, you need to do more to create chaos. You need to throw more pucks at the net. You need to take advantage of any opportunity you're given to score. There has to be more of a desperate look to the Sharks, and I think if there's anything that I, I wish the Sharks had it would be more of that desperation. And that's what I really liked when the Sharks had the uh, the Sharakuda or whatever we're calling them when they had the COVID-shortened roster and they were 3-2-1. There was a little bit of desperation to their game. There was a little bit of urgency that I think that I appreciated that I don't see 100% of the time with the Sharks. And I think that recapturing that urgency has to be something that they do going forward. And that's not to say that there isn't a desire or a compete level. Because again, I had no problem with the effort last night. I had a problem with the results. I had a problem with some of the tentativeness on the power play and at other opportunities where it seems like you just got to let it rip. But I do wish it was more of a chicken with your head cut off. Let's do whatever we can to get the win. I guess I want to see a little bit more reckless abandon in a game like that. And I thought the Sharks were too tentative. Or when they weren't tentative, they were just sloppy with the puck. I mean, if you give your opponent the puck in the neutral zone with a little bit of momentum, it's not going to work out well for you. And lo and behold, it did not work out well for the Sharks. And as they look forward to this 
stretch of games where they've got two in a row against Vancouver, you have to be able to take advantage. Even though Vancouver is playing better lately, even though Vancouver is going to be a challenge, if I'm the Sharks, I'm walking into that game thinking we have to win these two games. That's the end of the discussion. It's not, it would be nice to win. It's must win games. And I would like to see that desperation from the start of the game. I would like to see overall that mentality of win at all costs. And I think that's that's what bothers me. Is that they're just there's not that desperation until it's too late in last night's game. And it's not not something I see in every game with the Sharks. And I think that on a lot of games they've been playing a very hard-nosed game. And again, I just get frustrated with you give yourself a chance to win, you've got to win it. You're not good enough to let that opportunity get away. They're just not. And the record bears it out. And if you want to come big picture on that or go back to what that means is that last night is exactly why the Sharks are a 500 team. They haven't been able to win the games that were ultimately winnable. They've had great wins against some of the great teams in the league early this year, but in winnable games against whoever the opposition may be, they've let some games slip away or they found themselves in bad situations. You look at, you know, two of those five game road trips, you know, you go three and two, and both of those, you're looking at situations where you felt like you should have had four wins on both of those five-game road trips, the one in the middle where you were shorthanded a little bit different. But you do think to yourself, okay, why are they this 500 team? And you say it's those winnable games that they didn't win. And then you look back at another little mini trend, or at least that feels this way, that when the Sharks have more than a day of rest when they're playing well, they haven't been able to follow it back up with a win. I mean, they had a nice win the other night against Dallas, They get Sunday and Monday with no game, come back to it Tuesday. They're not as on point. They're not as sharp. They're not looking as good. I don't know what that is overall indicative of. I don't know what that means, but it's something we've seen a couple times this year where the Sharks have not responded well after a two-day layoff, after getting a little bit of the rest that they've needed. And if you're not going to take advantage of the rest, then what are you doing? One of the things that Bugner said last night after the game that stuck with me, and we'll get more into this on the other side, was that you know he didn't think that anybody played particularly poorly, but maybe the Sharks did not see a big night from their best players when they otherwise would have needed it. And I, I think that's the one that maybe bothers me the most out of this one, is that you have had games where you've had your best players be absolutely electric, whether it's Eric Carlson, whether it's Logan Couture, whether it's Tomas Hurdle, Timo Meyer, whoever it's going to be, your goalies, right? You know, they've been your best players on multiple nights. And last night, I think Reimer was the best Sharks player out there on the ice. But you need to be able to have somebody play a better game, regardless of whether or not it's a star player. You know, Nieto was trying to make things happen last night. And I thought that that was great, but it didn't happen. And it doesn't matter if guys are trying to make something happen. It needs to happen. It needs to be across the board in terms of production. And this is why, you know, you look at the depth issues at forward that the Sharks have where they're, you know, just they're two lines deep and then it gets a little bit sketchy. And I, again, I'm not taking that away from anybody, but you look at how top heavy they are and it's not the same as what the Sharks had before when you had Joe Thornton as your third line center. And yes, it was not the Joe Thornton that we saw earlier in his career, but it was just maybe something that you took for granted a little bit. And it felt like the Sharks were waiting for somebody to step up, like they were waiting for somebody to take over that game, but everybody was waiting on somebody else. You know, there were some great saves made against them, but you still got to find a way to win it. If you haven't given up a goal, again, until the third period, that's what I keep on coming back to. 
you've got to find a way to win that game. And I don't think that is a an over-ask. I think that's a pretty reasonable assessment. And I think that if the Sharks look later in the year and they are on the outside looking in when 82 games are done, they're probably going to look at a game like this against Seattle. They're going to look at a game against the Rangers where they said, that's four more points we could have had, and we are not in the playoffs because of those two. Now, it's always not fair to look at specific games because you had 82 games and uh, plenty of opportunities to get yourself in the playoffs. But where the Sharks are right now, not one of the best teams in the NHL and a bubble team. And it's like I keep on saying the Sharks are a bubble team until they prove to me they're not. Without winning these quote-unquote winnable games, they are going to be a bubble team. They are going to be an unsure product. They are going to be a team that does not give you confidence from one game to the next because I've looked at so many of these games like this where I felt this is a game the Sharks need to win, whether it was game five of that first five-game road trip against Nashville where they just came out flat or whether it was you know against the Rangers when they were 3-0 and on that road trip and they come out and they lose one to nothing. And then they go to Columbus and they have a winnable game where they've got two leads on the road. They can't hold on and they lose. Those winnable games have to be won. If you're looking for positive takeaways out of last night, James Reimer was once again brilliant for the Sharks. Uh, You know, he had a fantastic game, 29 saves. Neither of the goals do I particularly fault him for. And it's tough to see the Sharks not getting him that support in terms of goals, in terms of the offense that he deserves. You know, that's that's the thing that really comes back to you is that if you if you'd had these performances the last couple of years, the record with the Sharks would have been entirely different in my opinion. You would have had more wins, you would have had more success. You might not have seen things get as bad within the dressing room as as some of the reports say that it was, even though I don't know that I entirely agree with those reports, but you saw the team slump last year when they had Martin Jones or Devin Dubnik give it up a soft goal, right? And Reimer's not doing that. And it's like you want to go back to those guys and be like, hey, remember last year when you were frustrated that you felt like you weren't giving yourselves the best chance to win? Well, this year you are giving your best chance to win. This year you are being given an opportunity where you can win games, where you can get the big stops from your goalie, where you can put yourself in a position to get those points you know, that are commensurate with the effort. Because I think that was one of the problems with the Sharks last year is that they got frustrated that their effort was not being matched by the goalie, or maybe not the effort, but rather the performance. And this year it is. And actually the performance from the goalies on many nights has exceeded what we've seen from the guys out there, you know, up and down on the ice. And it's, again, the inconsistency is the consistent factor of the Sharks this year. I mean, this is a recurring theme And I don't know if it's something we should be quote-unquote surprised by because if you look at a team's record where they're 15-13-1 or 15 wins and 14 losses overall, that is indicative of relatively inconsistent play. It's some nights good, some nights bad. But boy, the effort from the goalies has sure been in stark contrast to what we saw the last two years. And that's what makes a performance like last night or, or the game against the Rangers so frustrating where you say you've got to win that game. Reimer gave them a chance to win, and the Sharks couldn't go out there and win it. And that's why they're not a better team. A better team wins a winnable game. All right, we're going to get into post-game reaction on the other side. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? 
or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Down to 5.50 remaining in the third period. Tanev got it down the ice. Ferraro tried to force the long pass up the left side, but it is indeed blocked. Here comes the Kraken in. Quick shot. Tanev score! Geeky gets it to Tanev down the left side, and it's 2-0 Seattle. No, uh, yeah, exactly. I think that, uh, you know, we uh, we started coming in the second period. I thought we played a pretty good period. Dreger made a couple, you know, key saves, I think, at the the right time to keep the game at zeros and uh, you know again in the third I think they just uh, it's almost seemed whoever got the first one was going to win the game and um, you know but the thing I was probably disappointed in the most is, is they got the one nothing lead but we got to we got to keep it one nothing and try and you know get that game to 1-1 and get it to overtime we can't give up the second one and uh, um, you know and we did so um, you know it's just a, it's a frustrating game we knew they'd work hard and uh, um, you know they got a balanced lineup um, we just couldn't uh, we couldn't generate enough yeah I'm gonna have to agree with Bob Bugner bringing us back in on morning tide there going down one nothing okay that that I get it you're gonna give up a goal at some point and I was frustrated the Sharks had not scored up to that point but to go down two nothing in that instance it was just like come on you've got to do better than that You've got to do better than that. You've got to give yourself a chance to get right back into that game. And I honestly, I was expecting that. As soon as the Sharks give up that goal, I'm thinking, okay, here comes the next goal. Here comes the goal that the Sharks are going to get the right off the bat. It's going to be an immediate reaction. It's going to be one of those games where nobody scores till late. And then suddenly we're going to have, you know, four goals before this period is done. It's going to be 2-2 and go overtime. I mean, honestly, that is the game I expected to see. And it didn't happen. The Sharks did eventually get one back, but it's 2-1. If you don't get that first goal before you pull your goalie, it's not going to go well for you. And lo and behold, it did not go well for the Sharks. And I think that some were wondering if this was the game that the Sharks expected. Yeah, you know, and I don't think we overlooked this game by any means. We know every game's tough, and we've watched, uh, you know, they've played well as uh, as of late. Um, But, uh, you know, anytime you're not scoring a goal until you pull a goalie, it's going to be a tough way to win a hockey game, and uh, um, you almost got to play perfect on the other side of the puck. And, uh, um, you know, I didn't think we played bad defensively, but I think we opened it up down at one nothing, gave a few chances, and, uh, um, you know, you still got to play smart enough to get that game and hopefully give yourself a chance to tie it up. And I think the problem was it was so late at that point that they were in a desperate situation where I wanted a little bit more of that desperate play early on. Obviously, do not want the Sharks to get in that open style of play because I don't think that it necessarily plays to their strength. It's not that they can't do it, but they are better when it's chip and chase, get into the corners, set up their offense, and go from there. They are not a team that is set up to go open ice transition all the time. That's not what they were, you know, or that's not what they are. That's maybe what they were previously where they could just do brilliant things, whether it was going to be on the power play, you know, get things set up in the offensive end or be in transition. That was a previous Sharks team. That was what they could do in the past. They aren't able to do that now. And opening it up didn't play to their strength in that situation because I think momentum had swung in favor of Seattle at that point. Seattle saw an opening, saw the chances that the Sharks were creating, were able to take advantage, get things going the other direction quickly, and then boom, it's a 2 nothing game. Yeah, uh, obviously frustrating to lose this game. Uh, 
I thought uh, you know we were right there the whole game. Uh, you know, had a tough time to score some goals. Uh, their goalie made some some big saves. Uh, I thought we didn't do enough in the offensive zone. We didn't work hard enough to get that bounce and you know, score that goal. So earlier and uh, you know obviously frustrating, but we're going to keep going. One of the things that Timo was also asked about was the fact that the team seemed a little bit tentative, especially early on in the game. Yeah, I think early on we were uh, a little too cute. Tried too much uh, to make some some passes, uh, cross ice, and uh, that's not how we score goals. Uh, I think it's got to be more straight line, more pucks in net, more bodies there. And uh, you know, after I thought we did a better job, but then uh, yeah, didn't get uh, you know enough goals in this game today. And Timo also talked about what the team can do in games like that to find that success. Yeah, we got to stick to our identity, and our identity is uh, keeping it simple, offensive, and get pucks to the net and uh, make it tougher on their goal. Yeah, I thought later on in the game we had some more bodies than that. We had some chances. Uh, you know, just that extra. You know, centimeter that we uh, missed, uh, you know, across the line. But uh, yeah, that's how it goes sometimes, and you get a, you know, you can't get too frustrated and uh, keep going. And here's a little bit more from Bugner on the frustrations he felt with what the team was doing early on in the game. Um, in the first period, I thought we passed up way too many shots. We entered the zone. We tried to play east-west instead of putting pucks at the net. I thought we did a, a better job of that in a second. Um, you know, in the third, I think it was a little bit back and forth. But uh, again, it's it's that margin of error when you don't score. And you know, even in the games against Dallas and, and uh, um, you know some of these games we play, it's it's you have to play very very tight, and very uh, um, detailed hockey, and, and and for 60 minutes. And uh, um, you know that's what happens when you're not scoring. And I think that part of that is why a loss like last night to me stings so much is it's such a vast improvement from what the Sharks were over the past two years because we saw games the Sharks we felt should have won over the past two years where they just were not good on defense, where they were just really, you know, incoherent on the ice. There was no collection of what the identity was, of what they were trying to do, of what they were trying to be. And we saw that last night. We saw, yes, it was not their best game. They were a little bit sloppy. They turned the puck over too many times. They were too tentative. But overall, the structure of what the Sharks were was fairly evident last night. And they were sound defensively for the most part. And Reimer was very, very good over the entirety of the game. And you felt to yourself, this is what the Sharks are trying to do. This is what the Sharks have been doing in terms of their identity building, in terms of their play style, in terms of finding that identity. I know it's an overused term, but it's it's true. We are seeing the San Jose Sharks more often than not, and to see them do so much of what they've been trying to build in a loss just adds to the frustration out of last night, where it's like you're so close to having a game where you're not perfect, where you're still able to walk away with a win, that when you do find yourself behind one nothing and then 2 nothing in the third period after playing so close for so long, it's just a, a missed opportunity. It's golden and it's gone. And this is why I will be very, very curious to see how the Sharks bounce back on Thursday night against Vancouver. Are they going to come out aggressive or are they going to come out tentative? Are they going to be sloppy or are they going to be clean? Are they going to keep it simple or are they going to get away from their game? And I think that's, you don't know it from one game to the next with the Sharks. And I do feel you are seeing more of their identity as of late and you see a consistent performance from game to game. And we're looking at two prime examples against the Rangers, uh, you know, on the road trip. And again, last night against Seattle, where 
The Sharks were closer to their identity than they would previously have been in losses. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, right? It's like you want to have the losses clearly identified by games where they got away from what they're trying to be. But this was a game where it felt closer to what they want to be. They were still not able to get the win. And that is in and of itself frustrating. But I think that it more speaks to the fact that the Sharks were giving themselves a chance to win until they were down 2 nothing in the third period. Because it's nothing-nothing going into the third. That means you've done a lot of things right. That means your defense has been good enough. That means your goalies have been good enough. And you haven't made the gigantic mistake to knock yourself out of a game earlier. Which again, these are all things where the Sharks have made improvements from one and two years ago. But still, when all was said and done, the Sharks didn't do enough right to win the game. And yes, they did not commit the egregious errors they did of one and two years ago, but it still wasn't a performance that was good enough to net a win. And that lack of offense from one night to the next, where you never know if it's going to show up, that's a problem for the Sharks right now. And yes, there are mitigating circumstances, but the fact is the Sharks need to get that early goal and we've talked about this so many times as of late because only once in the last six games have they been able to walk away with that first goal and that's not a surprise as to why they haven't won very often you go back to the game against the islanders the islanders score first rangers well they won that game one nothing they obviously score first blue jackets they score first calgary first goal comes from them Minnesota, they score the first goal. It wasn't until Saturday night against Dallas where the Sharks were able to find the back of the net first. Lo and behold, that's a win. So we'll see what they do in this next game against Vancouver, or rather two games against Vancouver. Then it's Edmonton, who's not nearly as good as they were earlier in the year. You go on the road after Christmas at Anaheim, and then you're back home hosting Arizona and hosting the Flyers. So again, if we look at this next stretch of games, Vancouver, Vancouver, Edmonton, Anaheim, Arizona, and Philadelphia, you have six games, five of which are at home, and I think you've got a really good chance in all those games. Anaheim is the big one right now. The rest of them look winnable right now, and Anaheim, you might be able to beat them. I'm not saying the Sharks won't be able to, but you look at the schedule, there are six games coming up, two against Vancouver, you should look to win both of those. Edmonton, you should look to win. Arizona, Philadelphia, look to win. Anaheim, that's going to be tough. But if the Sharks want to get away from this 500 record, they got to start racking up these wins. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I will talk to you all on Friday morning. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.